the FBI in peace and war. Another great story based on Frederick L. Collins' copyrighted book, The FBI in Peace and War. Drama, thrills, action. But first, Andre Baruch. Friends, in a cigarette, it's the taste that makes the difference. And Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Here's why. First of all, better taste in a cigarette begins with fine tobacco. And Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Fine, light, naturally mild tobacco. Second, Luckies are made better. Every Lucky is round and firm and fully packed. Without those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. Yes, every Lucky is packed just right to draw freely and evenly. So for a smoke that tastes better, cleaner, fresher, smoother, be happy. Go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. Tonight's story on the FBI in peace and war, The Fence. Good afternoon, sir. Oh, good afternoon. I'd like to see something in ladies' wristwatches, please. Yes, sir. About what price range? We we have some very fine watches in solid gold, or if you prefer plate. I prefer diamonds. Uh, let's see that tray down there, huh? And that one? Yes, sir. And uh, that one over there, huh? This one? Certainly. Now, if it's a, a diamond one, sir, may I recommend this very fine Swiss... All right. Keep the trays coming and don't reach for any alarm. Dump all the watches in this bag, and when you get through, open that safe... Mr. Do like I tell you and you won't get hurt. Make one wrong move. And I'll blow your pretty face off. All right, now get going. In the late summer of last year, several eastern cities were plagued with a series of holdups. According to a description by the victim, each of the robberies was pulled by the same individual. And when this was made evident, the Bureau was asked into the case. We were looking for a tall, well-mannered man in his early 40s, and we were aware that the search for him wouldn't be easy. Not a single article of stolen property had appeared since the original robbery, and it was natural to assume that our man had either held on to his halls or had found an elusive means to dispose of them. It was with this in mind that Agent Bailey and I began... Cantana Associates, good morning. Oh, hello, Freddie. Yeah, just a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll let you talk to him. What? <laughs> no, I'm afraid I'm busy tonight, wise guy. Oh, wait, hold it a second. Yes? I'd like to see Mr. Cantana. Someone just came in, Freddie. I'll connect you now. Fred Novak, Mr. Cantana. Who do you want to see? Cantana, Tony Cantana. Who recommended you? Who wants to know? Okay, only I can't let anybody... I have some business for Mr. Container. If he doesn't want it, I can always go someplace else. What kind of business? <laughs> Who wants to know? What's your name? Raymond Spence. Or you can call me Ray. Did Murray Leonard send you? You send me, sweetheart. You'll talk to Mr. Katana. Uh-huh. Okay, wait here. I'll find out if he'll talk to you. All right, Freddie, you'll do that. If you get into any trouble, you let me know. Fine. So long. See you Friday. 
Somebody to see you, Tony. Name is Spence. Raymond Spence. Spence? What's that name? He's not talking. Oh, one of those. Yeah, a smooth character playing it safe. He says he's got business for you. Okay, Sheila, I'll see him. I figured you might. Uh, Sheila. Uh-huh? Dinner tonight? Sure, Tony. Anything you say. Send the guy in? Yeah, yeah. Come in, Mr. Spence. Mr. Katana will see you now. Thanks, sweetheart. Hold my call for the next few minutes, Miss Blair. Yes, Mr. Katana. Sit down, Mr. Spence. Raymond Spence. Sit down. Not much pleasure. Now then, Murray Leonard sent me. Oh, Leonard. Why you don't tell my secretary? Well, do you tell everybody your business? What can I do for you, Mr. Spence? I don't know yet. That's what I came here to find out. What did Murray Leonard tell you? He said you were the best fence in the business. He said you could take good care of me. I could. What do you mind? Well, you read the papers, don't you? No, depends. That jewelry store robbery on West Broadway yesterday, you read about that? That was you? The watch stick up last week. Did you read about that? Yes. Very neat job. Over 8,000 words, the paper said. That was for you, too? That was me. You work alone? Uh-huh. Much better idea. I like it, but Murray said it's different on the other end. He's right. Getting rid of the stuff, that's another story. Working through me, it narrows the risk. So what do you got to offer? You don't waste time, do you, Spence? Nope. Okay, I give it to you without the trimming. When you come in with Catania, you come in for good. I keep 20% of every job you do in return for my services. What services? I get rid of the stuff or collect the cash for you. You get a regular drawing account. Uh-huh. If you get in trouble, I go bond for you and my lawyers take the case. Mm-hmm. What about the cash you collect for me? It's always yours when you want it. Minus, of course, 20%. Okay, Katana, I'm in. Good. I'll uh, bring around the stuff I've got later today. No, 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 you don't bring anything here. You just tell me to blare your address. I'll send a collector to you. A collector, huh? Well, you really have things organized, haven't you? That's right, my friend. <laughs> With Katana Associates, we try not to leave anything on the fence. All right, now all of you ladies up against that wall there. Uh, you, Blondie, uh, put all that stuff in this bag and make it fast. And remember... The first one who doesn't act nice gets a taste of this 45. I start moving. Raymond Spence statement of account. Cash on a hand, $19,800. Weekly withdrawal since September 1st, 2400 Whew, I'm beat. Can't we finish this in the morning, Tony? Okay, Sheila, I guess that's enough. Let's take a break. Cigarette? Oh, thanks. Of course, Mr. Raymond Spencer won't think it's enough. He likes to know exactly where he stands. Like? Mm. Quite a guy, isn't he? Spence? Yeah. Well, it depends how you look at it. The way I got it here, he's a fool. Three store stick-ups in the last couple of months, a one-payroll job. You know what I mean. Uh-huh. He's a quite a guy. On account of he has Sienna for you. That isn't what I mean. You had a drink with him last night, didn't you? And last week you had dinner twice. Tony, but... don't be a goon. I'm only being nice. He's a client, isn't it? Okay, Miss Business. Only don't let it go to your head. You know what I mean? I know. Besides, I got an idea Mr. Raymond Spencer won't be with us very long, don't you? Tony. Well, look at it realistic, Sheila. 
He's got almost 20,000 cash with me. He's, like you say, quite a guy. At the rate he's gone, he'll have close to 100,000 by the first of the year. But... He's so much a guy, baby. When he gets that hundred, he's going to want out. I know his kind. Remember Bud Nixon? He was like that. Tony, you wouldn't turn Ray over to the cops. Wouldn't I? He got 20 years at least. That leaves me with 100,000. Tony. I turned in Bud Nixon, didn't I? I turned in Nick Marco. I'll do the same with his Spence. Come on, let's go get a drink. I'm not thirsty, Tony. You're not, huh? Okay, so yourself. I'm going to swallow one and get back here. You're coming back? Yeah, I'm putting in a little overtime. Spence is doing his first job on a bank. He asked me to fix him up with a getaway car. Tony. Uh-huh. Don't turn him in, Tony. Now, don't worry, baby, I won't. <laughs> Not while he's going strong. You've got my word, I won't touch one hair on his handsome head till he's got a 100,000 cash with Tony. Oh, hello, Chief. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. These gentlemen are from the FBI, Benson. Federal Bureau of Investigation. Shep, this is Joe Benson, best auto mechanic around these parts. Glad to know you, Mr. Benson. Same here, Mr. Uh, my name is Shepard. This is Agent Bailey. They uh, they want to take a look at that wrecked Plymouth station wagon you brought in last night. Yeah, sure thing, gentlemen. Have it right over here. Haven't started work on it yet. Thought I'd wait till I heard from you. That's good. We don't want you to touch anything, inside the car especially. Yeah, I figured... Well, there it is. Not banged up too bad. Just skidded into the telephone pole. No real damage. Could you tell anything from the wreck, Mr. Benson, how it happened? Not much. Just looked like the driver was going too fast for the turn, foot off the road into the ditch. Uh-huh. I want to have a look inside? Uh, not yet. We're expecting a couple of our technicians any minute. They're going to try for fingerprints, tread marks, anything that might give us a lead. I get you. And I, uh, I wouldn't talk about this around town, Benson. Of course not, Chief. But a lot of people are talking already. They say this car is the same one that was used in that payroll stick-up over in Mason City. Well, it's possible, but uh, let's keep it to ourselves anyway, huh? Chef, you want the car jacked up while we're waiting? Yeah, it's a good idea. Jack it up? Uh-huh, for the plaster impressions of the tire treads. Oh, I'll do it right away. Fine. Say, uh, isn't it rather unusual using a station wagon in a robbery? Yes, it is, but we're dealing with a rather unusual type of criminal, Mr. Benson. And from the evidence we've gathered so far, it's going to take an unusual method to catch up with him. Fingerprint file, class 20S, reference UL, number 40657. Robert Spencer, alias Roy Spitz, alias Ray Spence. Last used, Spence. S-P-E-N-C-E. First name, Raymond. down for another 14000 Tony, you're not really going to turn him in, are you? Not yet, Sheila. Like I said before, Spence is safe until he hits the top money. The top money, Sheila. That's what I'm heading for. Yeah. I'll have another drink, Ray. You and me both. Oh, wait a two more. Hey, what's the matter with you tonight, Sheila? Oh, I don't know. It's... It's... Tony? Oh, no. 
He's worried because we've been seeing each other too much? Oh, of course he isn't. Tony and I. Yeah? Ray, if you did get all this money... What do you mean, Ed? I'm getting it. And when I do... Ray. When I do, I'm going to take it from Tony, wrap it up in a pretty blue ribbon, and ask a certain party if she wants to spend it with me as Mrs. Raymond Spence. What? How about it, Sheila? Mrs. Ray Spence. Why not? I've been thinking about it since the first day I walked into Container Associates and saw you sitting there. All right, cut it out, will you? Well, give me one good reason. You can't mean it. Why not? Ray. Answer me. Stop it, will you? Uh, you feel the same way I do. I know you do. Don't be a fool, Ray. It'd never work. There's one good way to find out. You're crazy. Sure. Let's both be. Ray, I... Yeah? It just wouldn't work, that's all. Tony... Sheila, look at me. Now, come on, look. When two people have got it together, that's all that counts. Nothing else. Okay? Stop it, please. I'm not stopping until we have the ring on that finger right there. No. I'm not stopping until I got that top money. Listen to me, No, Ray. you listen to me. I got big plans, Sheila. I got the biggest plans in the world. Now, you hold on to my hand, honey. Hold on real tight. And when I get that money, we're really going places. Believe me. Back to the fence in just a moment. Friends, luckies are made better to taste better. To taste cleaner, fresher, smoother. And it's easy to prove this to yourself. Simply do this. Take a Lucky from a newly opened pack and carefully remove the paper by tearing down the seam from end to end. Be sure to start on the seam. In tearing, don't crush or dig into the tobacco. Now look at that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. See how it holds together. Without those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. That's why Luckies taste cleaner. Notice how free Luckies are from excessive air spaces, hot spots that burn too fast and give you a hot, harsh taste. That's why Luckies taste fresher. Then look at that fine, mild, good-tasting tobacco, perfectly shredded and packed just right for smooth, even smoking. That's why Luckies taste smoother. Yes, friends, those are the important inside reasons that make every Lucky taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. So for your own real deep-down smoking enjoyment, be happy. Go Lucky. Make your next carton Lucky Strike. And now back to the FBI in Peace and War and tonight's story, The Fence. I've got big plans, Sheila. I've got the biggest plans in the world. Now, you hold on to my hand, honey. When I get that money, we're really going places. Believe me. Going someplace, Spence? Uh-huh. I guess I'd better get started, Tony. I've seen a couple of days. Night, Sheila. So long, Max. Be seeing you, Spence. Night, Ray. I'll walk you to the door. 
You'll uh, have a new car for me, right? Don't worry. I'm not. Good. How much do you think this job's going to net? Uh, with you handling it, Tony, I figure I'll be up to the 100000 mark. That high, huh? What I figure. Okay, go through it. I'm with you all the way. I know you are, Tony. Go on. So long, Spence. I don't like that guy's too familiar, Tony. Tony. Excellent. Yeah, Mr. Katana. You stick with him from now till the time he finishes his warehouse job. Don't leave him out of your sight, you understand? Yeah, sure. Tony. Shut up. He's smart, Max. He's a too smart. Don't let him know he's being watched. Tony, listen, will you? I told you for the last time, Sheila, shut up. I'm through talking about it. This guy's ready to take a part as soon as he finishes this job. I know the sign. I'm not letting $100,000 walk out of this office. Get going, Max. Good thing. I'll keep in touch with you, Mr. Katana. Never mind me. You'll stick with Spence. Like a glove. And when he's finished with the job... You know what to do. I know. Tony. Now, don't you start bellyaching again. You're going to get rid of him, Tony. Suppose you mind your own business? You're going to get rid of him, aren't you? You're not sending him over to the cops. You're going to let Max take him for a ride. So what? It won't be the first time. Tony, don't. Don't do it. What is this? You're going to swap for Mr. Fancy Pants? No. No, I just don't want a killing. That's why. Listen, your big mouth. You're opening your yap about killings. I'll close it for good, you understand? Just because this clown makes a couple of passes at you. Let go of me, Tony. You'll just forget about this guy, you understand that? I'm going to let money walk out of this office. If it means getting rid of Ray Spence, okay. I'm getting rid of Ray Spence. Wanted by the FBI, Raymond Spence with aliases. Age, about 42. Height, six feet one. Weight, 170. Eyes brown, hair brown. Fingerprint classification, 20S, reference UL, number 40657. Any information concerning this man? So, I'm all set for Friday night, honey. And right after that... Ray. Uh Uh-huh. I don't want you to do this job. What? Don't ask me about it. Just do as I say. Sheila. Please, Ray. I've got a hunch. I'm funny about hunches. What are you talking about? This job is in the pocket. All I have to do is... I've got a hunch. I tell you, don't do it, Ray. Hey, hey, keep your voice down. Ray, don't do it. Oh, now look, honey. Just because you've got some silly hunch... It isn't silly. Don't do it. Forget the whole thing. Maybe even leave town for a while. Leave town? Hey, what is this? You a tea leaf reader or something? I'm serious, Ray. Yeah? Don't ask questions. Do like I tell you, please. What's going on, Sheila? Nothing. I told you I got a hunch. Uh-huh. You know something. What is it? I told you. Is it you Tony? I... Is he cooking up something? Ray, suppose I did like you say. Suppose I went away with you now, picked up that ring. It is, Tony, isn't it? No, honest. Is he figuring to hold back that money I've got with him? Ray, you said if two people had it for each other, that's What's he got in mind, Sheila? Tell me. Nothing. The money. He's going to hold back, right? Sheila. He's going to hold back. He was going to turn you over to the cops. What? He was, only he's decided to get rid of you instead. After Friday night's job. Mex has got orders to stick with you every minute. Nice boy, Tony. 
We could leave now, Ray, tonight. We could go someplace and get married. I've got some money saved Real up and... Real nice boy. A hundred thousand in his lap and me on a slab in the morgue. Nice. Ray. Too bad it isn't going to come off. It's really a shame. You mean it, Ray? You'll leave with me now. Leave? Who's talking about leaving? Oh, I'm staying right here. And what's more, I'm going through with this job Friday night. No, Ray, no. Yes, yes, honey. I'm going through with the job just as I planned. Only I'm coming up with a new wow finish. Ray, please. A wow finish, Sheila. A special all for our pal, Tony. to speak to one of your agents. I have some important criminal information. Just one moment, please. I'll connect you with Agent Shepard. Okay, sister, but I'm hanging up in exactly 60 seconds, so put him on fast. Katana, Associates. Here, this is Max. Let me speak to Mr. Katana. Mr. Katana, just one minute. That's for me, Sheila. Hello. Hello, Mr. Katana. Max, where do you call from? Boot outside the warehouse, railroad end. And? It's all over, Mr. Katana. That certain party won't be taking any powder. You won't? No. I called to find out what to do with the goods. Don't do nothing, not a thing. Wait till I get there. Whatever you say. And, Max. Yeah? Good work. I knew I could count on you. Tony. Get your handbag, Sheila. You're driving me over to get rid of some goods. And for the final time, a shot up. Douse both lights. Max. Max. It's me, Tony. Where's the light? Max. We won't need any light. Won't need any. I can make you out fine in the dark. You know, this is what I call real personal service. Good of you to come around, Tony. It's a nice thought. I know what you thought. Uh-uh, stay where you are. No fancy tricks. I wouldn't want this gun to go off accidental. Ben, what is this? Oh, you haven't figured it out yet? I always thought you were a smart apple, Tony. I thought you'd figure it the minute you walked in that door. Then they were your Tony, or I'll blow your head off. Listen, if you're trying to involve me in this holdup, hey, maybe you're a smart apple at that. That's exactly what I'm going to do, Tony. You're going to be the holdup all by yourself. What? Sure. You've got a car outside. I'm handing you some furs. You're crazy. That's enough for me. I'm no good at this kind of thing. I know. You're only good at the fancy double-cross, aren't you? Huh? The double-cross, like you did to Bert Nixon and Nick Marco, and like you were going to do to me. Oh, Tony, you. Sheila, spill the whole deal. Sheila. How you were fixing to unload me after the job. She lied, Spencer. She lied through her teeth. Uh-huh. 
So help me. Yeah, sure. Make me out an affidavit. You and Max, you got the same song and dance. Max? Yeah. I took care of your watchdog, Tony, right after he made that phone call for me. No. Uh-huh. Right after that, I called the cops. What? The cops. The bright boys in the FBI. I figured a job over here in Jersey ought to be a federal rap. You get longer terms for that federal stuff, Tony. What are you talking about? The FBI. They should be waiting for you outside right about now. I tipped them off to this job. They're going to catch you red-handed, Tony. You'll probably get ten years. Listen, if you think you're going to force me. Oh, me? I wouldn't think of such a thing, Tony. Big man like you, I'm giving you a choice. Ten years in the pen... Or a bullet right smack between your beady blue eyes. That's the way where you are, Tony. I'm telling you for the last time. Oh, you've got to listen to me. Sheila gave it a business on this. She wanted the dough for herself. Tell that to the FBI. You've got to listen. Would I do a thing like that? A crazy thing like that? Look, tell you what I'll do. You've got almost a hundred thousand on hand with me. I'll give you double that. You're a love. I'm telling you, I'll double it. I'll give it a guess your first thing in the morning. You'll be tight behind bars in the morning. Yes, get up for you. I don't have to take this from you. Of course you don't. Make one move and find out. Oh, listen, Spencer, give me a break. All right, there's a bunch of furs next to you. Pick them up and get started. Spencer. You want a break? I'm giving you one. Maybe the FBI isn't waiting. Maybe I'm only testing your nerves. No. Pick them up. No. For the last time, Tony. Listen, please. That's better. Now get out. Spend your dog, Tony. All right, go ahead. Oh, for the love of heaven, Spend. Here's a gun for you, Tony. You can shoot it out with the federal boys if you like. See you in ten years. Schiller. moment, Agent Shepard will tell you what happened to the people in tonight's story. Smokers, you can easily see for yourself the inside reasons why Lucky's taste better. Cleaner, fresher, smoother. Just take a Lucky from a newly opened pack and carefully remove the paper by tearing down the seam from end to end. Be sure to start on the seam. In tearing, don't crush or dig into the tobacco. Now, Examine that perfect cylinder of fine, mild tobacco. See how it holds together without those annoying loose ends that get in your mouth and spoil the taste. That's why Lucky's taste cleaner. Notice how free your Lucky is from air spaces. Hot spots that burn too fast taste hot and harsh. That's why Lucky's taste fresher. And look at that fine, good-tasting tobacco. Perfectly shredded and packed just right to draw freely and smoke evenly. That's why Lucky's taste smoother. So for a cleaner, fresher, smoother smoke, make your next carton Lucky Strike. 
Catano was killed in an attempt to shoot his way out of the trap Raymond Spence fixed for him. Although Spence went free for several months, he was caught later when he tried with Sheila Blair to return for the cash Catena had held for him. FBI surveillance of Catena's home and office led to the arrest of several other notorious associates in Catena's criminal circle, thus permanently closing the fence. Characters used on this program are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. This program is based on Frederick L. Collins' copyrighted book, The FBI in Peace and War, and is not an official program of the FBI. In tonight's story, Harold Huber plays the part of Tony Catena, Sarita Bauer was Sheila Blair, and Grant Richards was Ray Spence. The radio dramatizations for the FBI and Peace and War are written by Louis Pelletier and Jack Fink. These programs are produced and directed by Betty Mandeville. Be sure to listen to next Thursday's story, The Super Salesman, on the FBI and Peace and War. Same time, same station. Here's an important announcement for every American. Our armed forces in Korea have issued an urgent call for more blood. Have you let them down? What happened to that pint of blood you were going to give? Please, give that pint now at your Red Cross chapter or local blood donor center. Thank you. This is Andre Barouche saying good night for Lucky Strike, product of the American Tobacco Company, America's leading manufacturer of cigarettes. The FBI in Peace and War has been selected as one of the programs to be heard by our armed forces overseas through the facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. This is the CBS Radio Network. <laughs>